Welcome, 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 everybody. This is Pastor Lisa McIntosh, also known as Lady Z. Yes, yes, and yes, it has been a while. God is good, and he has opened several opportunities and doors, so I've been ministering, and so I praise him for those open doors, but of course, I miss you guys, so ah, here I am again. So first of all, let's always open up with a short word of prayer, and then we'll go into today's lesson that you're going to be blessed by. Father, we praise you and thank you, Father God, for today. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through the pulling down of strongholds. Father God, today, Father God, you said your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. So, Father, we praise you and give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. For it's in you we live and breathe and have all of our being, Lord. And we just want to say thank you. The kingdom suffered violence, but the violence, we take it back by force. So we praise you for this day. For, Lord, this is the day that the Lord has made. And God, we will rejoice and be glad in it. If there's any that are sick among us, God, I command in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that healing come into everybody and tumors and cysts, they will fall off right now in Jesus' name. Father God, we give you glory. We give you the honor, God, and we give you the praise because you are the most high God. Every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, Father, we thank you and we invite you in. We invite your presence to just have your way. Show out God today. Most of all, let us be blessed and let us pass on love today. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, so what we're going to be talking about, we're going to go from the book of um, um, Romans chapter 12 and 1. And God today wants to really speak to our hearts. There's a lot going on in the body of Christ. Good things. Okay. And there's some things that are going in the body of Christ that needs to be corrected and addressed. Okay. Uh, Because we are seeing right now that there's a lot that uh, a, a people in the earth right now that are really, really tremendously afraid. And it's really, when I say tremendous, I mean really big. I mean, they're afraid. Uh, we know that the coronavirus is uh, in the land, okay? It's in the land, but it's not new in the land. It's just been heard of them now, okay? So the thing about it is, is that the Bible tells us is let not our hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So God doesn't want us to fear those type of things are coming up on us because we know that in the book of Job, Job thought about it, thought about it, and thought about it. And the Bible says that the thing that he feared the most has come upon him and those things happen. So we have to just be really conscious and careful about the things that we're saying and how, who we're saying it to. Uh, because if people are already in a place of fear, Uh, What we don't want to do is add fuel to the fire by continuing to speak the same things that they're speaking to solidify what they believe. Amen. So let's go to uh, the book of Romans. And I'm so, so it's a privilege. It's an honor. I'm so honored to be able to share the good news with you because the word of God is good news. Amen. So here is the apostle Paul. He said, I urge you, therefore, brothers. 
by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transferred by the renewing of your mind. I'm going to say that again. Renewing of your mind that you may be may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. So let's talk about that for a minute, because that's very important for the believer and those who are seeking God at this time. The, the thing about it is, is that when we become a new creature in Christ, we know we still have the same body, but we have a new spirit. Okay. The Holy Spirit comes into our spirit. Okay. And so that's why the Bible tells us that old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. So the blessing of it is that Jesus Christ, when he died, okay, on the cross, Jesus Christ took all of our unrighteousness. He took all of our sin. He took the sinful nature and he took that upon himself for all creation, all men. And then he gave us his righteousness. That means the complete totality of who he was and is, is in us now. Amen. So we no longer are that old creature no more. We're the brawlers, the, 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 the addicts and all of that. Now, guess what? But what we have to do is renew our mind because so oftentimes we'll get saved. We'll get, uh, we'll receive salvation, but we don't do anything to renew our mind. And we know that's where the enemy comes to attack is the mind. We're excited about salvation. We're excited about Jesus. We're excited about eternal life. We are super excited about that. But we don't take the time to renew our mind to the truth of God's word. We have to, there has to be an exchange. There has to be an exchange, the old for the new. The Bible says that you can't put old wine into new wineskins, lest they burst. So we have to continually renew the spirit of our mind because the Holy Spirit is there. But the mind is something that we have to renew through the word of God. We have to say what God is saying. We have to believe what God is uh, saying and through his word. Right. So we have to um, renew our mind. A lot of Christians today, people today are defeated. Because of what they're thinking. The Bible said, it, it, uh, uh, whatever soul a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if you're believing that, okay, that I'm going to be attacked by this, and I'm going to have this, or I'm going to not have this, or I'm not going to be lacking this, does that, does your thoughts line up with the word of God? It, what you are thinking immediately, are you think when you're thinking, is that lining up with the word of God and what God's word says about you and for you? If it's not, then that's coming from the enemy. Those thoughts, those those wrong thoughts of, of, of depression that have you depressed. Or, Is my husband going to leave me? Will my children ever come back to the Lord? Uh, uh, what about this medical report? This medical report says I have this or I'm not going to be able to do this or that. So what is the word of God saying? What is God speaking to you about that circumstance, that situation through his word? Because watch this. 
the word of God, the Bible says, let God's word be true and every man a liar. So you can't serve two masters. So because one will win, one is going to win for you shall love the one and despise the other. When you have a love for Christ. Okay. Listen, when you love God, we have to every day get up because the, the, the world is full of negativity. The world is full of, of, of doubt and fear. So we have to purposely, amen, get up in the morning purposely and get in the presence of the almighty God who is sovereign and talk to God about what we have going on. Be really real and transparent with God. If you're concerned about lack and money or your children, whatever it is you're concerned about, God was concerned about it first. Amen. So we go to him and we acknowledge to him. We don't try to cover up, mask it. We go to God and say, Lord, this is a concern about me, with me. I want to be the best that I can before you. I want to be the best laborer I can before you. I want to enter to the, the rest of God, Lord. But this one thing is bothering me. And the Holy Spirit who will lead us, he leads us. He leads me. He leads us by his spirit, through his word, into all truth. The problem is sometimes we have to shut down and I was thinking about this yesterday that sometimes we have to shut down social media because sometimes it just really gets to be too much. We have to shut down social media. It gets to be so much sometimes. So we have to shut it down uh, because if we're not careful, We'll start listening to those negative things and, and, and those things will try to get in, in, in our spirit and try to drown out the truth. So we have to not always be on social media. I know it's fun. I look, I get on it myself sometimes and I do. I honestly do. But I know in my spirit, when my spirit starts to feel a little vexed about it or feel a little grieved about it, then I need to come off of it. It's, it's now it's too much. And we as Christians and believers, we have to be careful about what we're sharing on there. You know, what are we talking about? What are we saying? Is it edifying? Is it lifting up? Is it encouraging to people who are scared, who are afraid? You know, so we have to be careful about that. And um, and then I'm going to go on down to um, the fifth verse. Let me see. Is that the third? Thank you, Lord. It said, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone among you. Not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sound judgment according to the measure of faith God has distributed to every man. We know God gives every man a measure of faith. Everybody's faith is different. Some people have big, huge faith. Some people have small faith. But it's of God gives each person a measure of faith. It comes with when you accepted him as Lord and Savior. You know, you did that by faith. So you have a measure of faith. Amen. And one of the things here says for us not to think more highly than we ought to think. <clears throat> and I know God had corrected me in the past because I know the calling on my life. 
I understood what it is that God called me to do. It's a, a great undertaking and very rewarding. And we have to be careful uh, that when people don't see it our way or the way that Christ is showing us is that we don't browbeat them, that we don't beat them, that we don't criticize them, that we don't judge them where they are. Because everybody has a particular journey and pathway that they have to get through to know Christ for themselves. And sometimes what we do, we'll butcher things up uh, uh, that God is trying to work on and fix in their lives. So we have to know when to speak, when to encourage. Even Ecclesiastes, the chapter three said there's a time to uh, 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 laugh, there's a time to cry, there's a time to mourn, there's a time to weep, there's a time to hug, and then there's a time to refrain from hugging. So we have to be obedient to God and walk in the spirit of love because love covers a multitude of faults. People in this world want love. They want love. You want love. I need love. And I give God the praise because most recently I positioned myself in position to be loved on. Um, because oftentimes as uh, men and women of God, um, we have a tendency. We're always giving out information, 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 information. And sometimes we just need to just take take a seat back and be loved on. Let God love on us through the word and then love yourself. Take yourself. I took myself out to dinner the other day and I had a great time. I wasn't out ministering to anybody. I just was out having a great time. And we even think about Jesus in the garden. Jesus had sometimes we had to steal away from the disciples. He had to steal away from the crowd and just go into the presence of God by himself. Steal away. Who knew what God was doing all the time? Jesus was doing all the time. He stole away. Sometimes he was praying, not just for him, uh, for others praying for his strength, you know, because he was in the, in the form of man. So it was temptations coming from every side. And the devil tempting people lying on him and the whole nine yards. But, and he knew he had to walk. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus had to walk and maintain integrity. So that's what we have to do. But we also have to take time for ourselves. Because when, we're, when we get built up in our faith and our love, sorry, strong in our love walk and allow God to bring healing in areas of our life, it is so it's so natural. It comes so natural to give, to love. And listen, everybody is not going to like you. Everybody's not going to like me. There will be some people that will love and embrace the word. And, and God said we would be persecuted for righteousness. But does that stop us from righteousness? Does that stop us from walking in it? I deal with things sometimes on a daily basis. But I still have to walk in that love. And I thank God because sometimes, you know, we we have to be real. You know, that's transparent that we we don't always get it right all the time. You know, I'm not going to say uh, what what people will say. Well, you know, I'm not perfect. The perfect one lives in us. So we have the ability of being perfect. Now, I know that's contrary to a lot of people, but. If there, if we always say, well, you know, I'm not perfect. Well, you know, I'm not perfect. What it does is allows the enemy to keep us in the place of imperfection. We always are looking at our flaws. 
okay, I'm not perfect, you know. Jesus, you know I'm not perfect. You're the only one that's perfect. No, the perfect one lives in us, so perfection lives in us, so we're perfect. Amen? We're not naive that we're in this world and that uh, 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 there's always sin and the possibility of sinning. You know, we know that. But we can't make excuses. No, we can't make excuses for why we do and say the things that we say when the perfect one lives on the inside of us. Amen. Yes, we stumble, we fall, get back up again. We stumble, we fall, we say stuff, we do things. Somebody may slip and curse word or you may uh, uh, be angry with a person or something. Get back up again because the perfect one, I repent, Lord, uh, you repent and say, Lord, I have godly sorrow about that. I'm not condemned about it, but Lord, let's keep moving. Let's keep going. I'm going to keep going in my joy because I recognize that thing that I said, that thing that I did is not really me. That's the part of the old nature that is still uh, being, has, is, is, uh, has to be crucified. Sometimes it'll record, try to resurrect itself through circumstances or situations, but I have control over it. Lord, I thank you for the spirit of self-control when that tries to come upon me again. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So let's move on. Because this is this is uh, the crust of what God wants me to say today. And, and, and I like this Bible because this is Kenneth Copeland's Bible. I love Kenneth Copeland and Gloria Copeland. I really do. Okay, so it says, Rules of Christian Life. It says, let, this is just a title, subtitle. Uh, this is verse 9 of uh, chapter 12. It says, let love be without hypocrisy. Hate what is evil. A lot of times we have heard um, uh, in the in the body of people who um, are not serving in the body of Christ or serving in church. They say, I don't want to go to church with all those. There's a lot of hypocrites in there. They're hypocrites to them means that they still do like the worldly things. They're, they're saying that they're one thing, but they're acting another way. So, but this is what it says. Listen, it said, let love be without hypocrisy. It's talking about your love. So people may have a, 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 a spirit of hypocrisy and uh, maybe hypocrites about some things. But God is saying, Jesus is saying, God is saying, don't let your love be with hypocrisy. Don't be flim flam. Don't be upside down. Don't be, don't, be in and out with your love. Be consistent in love. That's what he's saying. Let love have consistency. Hate what is evil. You know, um, we don't hate people, but we hate what's evil. The Bible says, hate what is evil and abhor to that what is good. Cleave, abhor means to grab on to what is good. Grab on to what is good and be devoted to one another. I had such an awesome time yesterday. Um, I, I went out in fellowship with two young, two, well, they're younger than me. So we went out. They called me, Mom. The Bible says that the older women are supposed to teach the young. So I said, Amen to that. So they took me out to eat. We had so much fellowship. We had so much fun just laughing. We went to the park. And of course, God is going to come out of, out of your spirit. But I took the time to, we ministered to one another and had a great time. 
and we came out refreshed. We came out renewed. We came out having joy. We came out having peace. It was great. It felt so foreign to me because I was, I'm always, not always, hadn't been, I am now, on the receiving end of things. So it was really, really a blessed time. And I'm looking forward to it again when we do it again. Because remember, um, the Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves as a manner of some. So what happens is when wherever we're uh, assembled, amen, there is crisis in it. When we assemble together in, in the church, in the, in the church building, we're assembled together to draw strength from one another. When we're at the parks, when we're in the mall, we're, when we're assembled together, wherever we're at, on, on the podcast, wherever we're assembled together to draw power, to, to, to uh, re, um, reunite, to ignite power so we can go out again. Amen. That's what we need in the body of Christ. So wherever we are. So we can't beat ourselves up uh, when we're not in the church building because he said, truly, the harvest is plentiful. Therefore, send the labors into the harvest. So we have to bring the power of God outside the four walls. Okay, so we have the church building where we assemble together. We draw strength from one another. We cry with one another. We worship one another. Now, and now guess what? After that, now you have to take that power because you got uh, ignited again and you go back out with it. Amen. That's what it's about. Every day you go back out with it and you determine in your mind, devil, you're not going to beat me up. I'm going to beat you up. I'm coming. I always tell him when I go to work, I'm coming to get you. (laughs) Hallelujah to Jesus. It says, repay no man. Okay, I'm going to skip over. Oh, wait, hold up. It says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. That means to, yeah, even when they cursing you and saying things you and me said bless and do not curse him and sometimes we slip don't beat yourself up get back up I repent apologize even if you listen even if you didn't do it even if you didn't do the wrong if you didn't start an argument first just apologize you know because that's pride that makes you not if God said, go ahead and apologize, it's because he wants to keep a steady flow of peace in your life and health. Because you will stay healthy and strong when you don't have bitterness and strife in your heart. Okay. It says, uh, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. That means we have the mind of Christ. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're still working on it. Maybe God is still in the process, but you keep the same mind of Christ towards them. And do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. All right. You know, (laughs) well, I'm minded of a scripture where glory to God, where James was communicating and he was hanging around with wine bibbers and uh, people of ill repute and you know he was just really just fellowshipping with them sharing the word of God but then what happened was when the people of the Christian sect 
came around him, what happened? He act like he didn't know them. He act like he didn't know the homeless. He act like he didn't know the prostitutes. He was like, uh, 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 I have to go now, you know? <laughs> and that's not what God wants. He said, associate with the lowly. I am so blessed that God has allowed me to not be haughty in the sense of, of haughty. In the sense of when I see somebody of lowly the character uh, of homelessness or lack, I, I could have been there. I've been there where I wasn't sure if I was going to have food. I've been there. was I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to uh, um, 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 get a uh, uh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I've been there. Something trying to distract me in Jesus name. I've been there where I've had to give. I've been there when I when I had to ask. So you don't look, you associate with the lowly, get in the trenches. You don't have to go back, but have a compassion to let them know. I've been here. I understand what you've been gone through and do not pretend. This is what he's saying. Don't pretend to be wiser than you are because wisdom is a principal thing. All of our wisdom as believers, it comes from God. If I didn't have God on my side. I wouldn't have wisdom. I wouldn't know what to do, what to say, hold, how to react. But it's God's wisdom. Amen. And then. Okay. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Repay no. Okay. Yes, God. Repay no evil for evil. Commend what is honest in the sight of men. If it is possible. This is so key right here. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you. Live peaceably with all men. Live if it is possible as much as depends on you. Live peaceably with all men. Beloved, do not. Now, what he's saying right here, he said, if if possible. So he's saying that, listen, don't stress yourself out. Because you are not going to be able to live peaceably. He said, if possibly. Try to live peaceably with all men because sometimes you'll have peace and other people may not have peace on them. But don't be robbed of your peace because they don't want it or they haven't yet gotten it. You pray for them for their peace because people are going through for whatever reason they are. It's not for us to judge it or condemn people, but they're going through something. So it says to try to live peaceably. I'm mindful of the scripture and I, I, I quote this all the time because it's true. The Bible says that if you enter into a man's house, before you enter into that person's house, especially if you know there's strife, there's contention there, or maybe it might be even your own house if there's contention. The Bible tells us when you enter into that house, say peace be unto this house. Now watch this. Before you even go in that house, say, peace be upon this house. And it says, if you enter the house and peace is there and they receive your peace, good. But if not, that means, listen, you grab your peace back to you. All right. You grab your peace back to you and you keep it with you when you leave that house. Don't leave. Don't leave out the same way. If you you go in there with peace, come back out with peace. Don't come back out with contention and strife and everything that has been unloaded on you. No, you take your peace back. And sometimes that means you have to leave. If there's dissension and anger and bitterness, you don't try to referee that. Amen. Don't try to referee that. You get out of there 
Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord, therefore. It says, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed them. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. It says, do not become, do not become over, don't, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So, amen. So, what does that mean? It means that. It said, don't come. Listen, strife. If I go into a situation with strife with someone, the outcome of it is going to be strife. You cannot overcome evil with evil. But you overcome evil, even in your own personal life. You overcome evil with good. Do something good for yourself. Have joy in your heart. Have Jesus joy in your heart. Love yourself. Take a walk. Do something good for yourself. But overcome evil with good. You let the devil know, no, devil, you're not coming in my personal life because my good, the greater is he that's in me. I'm the good that's in me is going to come to overcome the evil that's trying to come upon me. Amen. Amen. So today, condition yourself by renewing your mind. You have to. It's a must because the mind has to be renewed. It has to be renewed, but through the word of God. Through the worship of God, through the praise of God, and ask God for whatever it is you need, and He will lead and guide you into all truth. Rather it's a health concern, rather it's a job concern, rather it's with your children, but listen to Him. Get still enough to listen to Him because He is worthy to be praised. Amen. So let's take a guard, guard our minds, guard our soul with all diligence, guard it. Let's pray. Father, we praise you and thank you for this opportunity to come before you once again. We give you all the glory, the honor, and the praise, Father God, and just say thank you. It's in you we live and breathe and have all our being, Father. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would touch the masses, God, in the name of touch the masses, Lord. Touch the masses with this word. Those who are broken, those who are fearful, those who are concerned, those who are, are lonely, Father God, that you, Father, will bridge the gap, that you will bring them in. Those who may not know you as personal Lord and Savior. You said, Lord, in Romans 10 and 9 and 10, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, they shall be saved. And with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So I thank you for those souls that you would draw in today, Father God, through this podcast. Now, Father God, be with them. You knew who would be assigned to hear this. So, Father God, be with them and keep them. And, Lord, let us have a blessed and prosperous day. We're in the world, but not of the world. So, Father, we're going to walk boldly in the light, Father God. And we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and we seal it with amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. So this was a blessed time. I look forward to uh, uh, talking with you again and I will make it more frequent. Pray for me because doors are opening, but this is still very much a, a project of the Lord. A project, when I say a project, when I say it's a project, it's not something that's grievous. This is something that I'm called to do. So pray for me as the doors open. I love you. And remember this, you are a victor and you're victorious. This is Pastor Lisa, also known as Lady Z, signing off, signing out. God bless.